are listening to Rumination Thursday, Law and Gospel on this April the 16th in the year of our Lord 2020. And being a Rumination Thursday, I'm Tom Baker, and with me, my co-host, Pastor Wes Reimnitz. Hi, Wes. Hi, Tom. How are you doing in the snow? Uh, there is no snow. I, I heard they had a bad accident in Chicago on a bridge because of the snow. Is it snowing in Springfield, Illinois? Sure is. We've got the ground is covered now. Wow, because it's going to be 60 degrees here in St. Louis. Yeah, give it a couple of days. We'll be there, too. <laughs> well, we'll see. I don't know. It seemed like it was going more east than anything. But what we're going to be talking about today is something you came up with I found very interesting, is that uh, many of the Lutheran pastors in the Missouri Synod are sending out sermons, Bible studies, videos. I'm doing that to the four congregations I'm serving in Illinois right now. But we're also finding that because of the need to be spiritual fed, a lot of our Missouri Synod members are beginning to listen to other individuals. And uh, one of the items that... Uh, we were looking at not just Jerry Falwell, Joel Osteen, but also Rick Warren. And I examined, uh, after you told me about that, on a typical worship weekend, Rick Warren has 20,000 who listen to him. He sold 30 million copies of one book. He has a YouTube program last month that had 76,000 downloads, and his Facebook likes number 6,263,000. Now, is there a problem do you see with our individuals listening to these folks? Oh, I have no problems with them listening if they, if they do it through eyes and ears of the scriptures that they, they test the, the, the scriptures to see what they're saying. Uh, it's, it's one thing to listen to it. It's another thing to, 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 to delineate what, what's being said and digesting. Because um, I took a second look, look at this uh, Rick Warren stuff, for instance, and I came up with the question of faith. What is it? How do we get it? And what do we do with it? With with him, it's from his side of things. How is he different than what we would say? Well, faith is 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 an to me, to me with him is an action word. It's all sanctification, uh, nothing to to do with the, the justifying aspect of it. It's something that that we do, something that I I see strengthening. Now, God, it's not that God is a caretaker who's responding to us. He would never say that. But on the other hand, uh, it's something that that uh, I do. For instance, he took John 3.16 and said, God loved the world of this, loved the people of this world so much that he gave his only son that whoever has faith in him will have eternal life. 
So it's faith, the faith that we have that we do it, we teach, in the, especially in the third article of the Apostles' Creed, the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit creates that faith in our hearts and causes us to believe in the, and trust in the promises of the gospel. Yeah, one of the things that uh, Rick Warren does, he talks about the 40 days uh, in that purpose-driven life. And he attempts to find eight examples uh, from the Bible how people were transformed by 40 days uh, rather than by the Word of God. And therefore, he thought that that was really important. And, And here are the ones he talks about. Noah's life was transformed by 40 days of rain. No, it wasn't. Mm. Noah already had been transformed for 120 years before the 40 days of rain. Moses was transformed by 40 days on Mount Sinai. No, he was transformed at the burning bush. The spies were transformed by 40 days in the promised land. David was transformed by Goliath's 40-day challenge. Elijah was transformed when God gave him 40 days of strength. The entire city of Nineveh, when God gave the people 40 days to change. Jesus was empowered by 40 days in the wilderness. I think that's the worst one because the Holy Spirit fell upon Jesus when he was baptized and he sent him into the wilderness. Jesus had been empowered from his incarnation. And then the disciples were transformed by 40 days with Jesus after his resurrection. Uh, Not so. They were transformed by Pentecost. And so what you see here. He's trying to make the point that even if this virus lasts for 40 days, God will continue to use it to transform us. And I just don't agree with that. Do you? Uh, No, because we're taking an active part in that transformation. And you hit a very key element right at the very beginning that God transforms us through the word itself, like Romans uh, 10, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. That's right. And and that's why we find it so necessary for Missouri Synod pastors at all possible to send out their sermons by audio, by video, uh, even transcripts of them, as well as doing a Bible study. In fact, I just got the okay from the four congregations to go ahead with a Bible study we're going to be doing on Wednesday nights. And everybody can listen to it simply by going to one website. It's going to be Emmanuel, that's I-M-M-A-N-U-E-L, Macomb, M-A-C-O-M-B, dot com. And so we're going to have people go to that. And at 6.30 on Wednesday nights, we're going to be doing a a Bible study. I don't know how long it's going to be, but we're going to be doing it on the gospel according to St. Mark. And so I'm looking forward to that. But these people are hungry for that. And numbers of 
like Rick Warren and other people are really growing because people are trying to find somewhere. Where would you suggest that LCMS individuals go to to hear good Bible studies or sermons? Well, first of all, you mentioned it, you know, that you're sending it to the churches that you're working with. So they should go to the website of their home congregation because many of the pastors are setting up uh, videos, uh, devotions, written word, um, variety of things. The second place is uh, the lcms.org site that uh, and catch uh, some of um, Matt Harrison's. Uh, our, That's our, the president of president. the Luth. Matt Harrison is the president of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Yes, and does a wonderful job. I've I've forwarded some of my stuff to to uh, some lay people, and they they've been very appreciative of, of uh, the message that he sends. That would that would be another place, and another place is KFO. Right, you know, KFO has Lutheran Hour on. You've got the Lutheran Hour. They have Bible studies. They have several churches that you can listen to. Um, another one out of it's out of Fort Wayne called Worship Anew. Used to be called uh, Worship for Shut-ins. Uh, various parts of uh, of America. They're online on Saturday, and they do uh, on on Sunday mornings. And they come up with a half-hour program, uh, which is the lessons for for that particular Sunday and a message, and it's very, very well done. I've uh, heard there are some television areas that you can get that program on. Right, right. So it's it's just not on the Internet. Right, yeah. You can get it. You can download them on the Internet, but uh, for for us, we're we're on on, – Cable. 19 oh, you're on cable. Here. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, on Fort Wayne, or I mean um, Springfield, at uh, 10:30 on Sunday mornings on Channel 19. So you know, we listen to a half hour of that. We listen to St. Paul Havana. They set up a, a site. Um, our Savior's Lutheran in Springfield. I mean, those are just three areas, and then we catch a little of uh, KFEO. So it's a busy Sunday morning for us. We we get four or five different LCMS places that we can we can listen to. Yeah, my home congregation is St. Paul de Pere, and Pastor Thomas just sent out a lengthy letter again explaining all the areas that you can listen to uh, they not only have uh, the worship services on the weekends that the, you're going to be able to watch. Now, what happens is the uh, pews are empty. The pastor stands in the pulpit, gives the sermon. Uh, you can hear the organ in the background. And uh, there's some singing that's been done also. I'm not sure if that's recording or actually some people maybe from the choir are doing it. But the fact is, they also do something that I'm not hearing many churches do, and that mm. is they provide the Lord's Supper to individuals. Now, how do they do that? Well, in St. Louis, we're not allowed to have more than 10 people in an area. And so you phone the church, they tell you your appointment to be at the church, 
like my wife went last week, and it was for a 15-minute period on Saturday. And she goes in with nine other people, Pluster makes the 10, and he gives them uh, individual Lord's Supper. And that is appropriate in contrast to what we're hearing some churches are doing, that the pastor is saying the words of institution over the screen, and then people are making their own Lord's Supper, which is inappropriate to do. Right, which we kind of covered back on Monday, Thursday, and, and good uh, yeah, and Good Friday, and as well as looking at uh, the CTCR documents on, on opinion on Lord's Supper using technology. CTCR Commission on Theology and Church Relations. Uh, it's a arm of our Senate that comes out with opinions and works on theological. Uh, questions that are posed to them. Yeah, you found it actually had been enlisted in 2006 by a district president in Texas because some congregations were using a DVD sent to the members with the pastor's words of institution on it, and he wanted to know if that was appropriate, and it was very clear that was not appropriate. And, you know, what I found very interesting, there it is, 2006, reaching to us in 2020. And, of course, in that opinion, they quote the Confessions, uh, the Formula of Concord on the Lord's Supper. You realize and that's four or 500 years before, and they're quoting Scripture, which takes us even further back. So, you know, God, God was work you see him working all the way through history through the word to, to uh, enlighten us and encourage us, especially on the area of Lord's Supper. Yes. Um, the other thing I want to mention is issues, etc. They have a number of pastors on, and some of them do do Bible studies uh, through their websites. And so you would go to issuesetc.org. It's on KFUO every day. Monday to Friday, 3 to 5. And during that time, you can listen to, uh, there's two individuals they have. In the church, we have a three-year series of readings and a one-year reading. And each week, they have someone representing each of them going over the various mm -hmm. items. Uh, that's also done by St. Paul de Pere in the Sunday morning KFUO Bible study at 9.30 to 10.30, where they go over the readings for the following week. So you can get quite well fed with those items without having to go to the uh, Rick Warrens in the country who are not, for example, Rick Warren does not believe in infant baptism. He believes, I, I don't know if you remember this, Wes, but... Oh, President Obama asked Rick Warren to have the opening prayer at his, mm. uh, and he prayed also to the God of the Muslims. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he says that the God of the Muslims and our God is the same God. Oh, so no, no, no. He's got some, and people listening to this, well, they think, well, look how many people listen to him. He must be very important. But uh, no. 
Um, yeah, but, but uh, back to faith a little bit. What do we say faith is, and how do we get it, and how do we strengthen it? Yes, there's two kinds of faith that our confessions speak about. And uh, I talked about this yesterday. I'm doing a study now on C.F.W. Walther's wonderful theses on law and gospel that he gave in lectures in the 1800s. And he talks about that. He starts off saying that these lectures are not meant to give you more knowledge about the Bible. You can figure that out. That's called historic faith. They're meant to help you apply that knowledge to the people in the pew. And that mm -hmm. is me by means of law and gospel. Gosh. So those are the two kinds of faith. Historic faith, where even the unbelieving Pharisees believe the history of the Bible. Six 24-hour day creations, Abraham existed, they crossed the Red Sea. They didn't doubt any of the Old Testament history. But when Jesus came, they sure doubted that he was the Messiah. Because Jesus mm. said, your father is the devil. Yes, the devil. Mm. So that's how I would explain the two distinctions. Saving faith is saved not because you believe the history of the Bible, but because you believe the gospel promises connected to that history, beginning with the first one to Adam and Eve, all the way to the book of Revelation. And that's what I see missing as I look at, at many of these uh, TV, Internet pastors that are out there that, that aren't uh, Missouri Senate, uh, and that, that connection to that trust in the promises of the, of the gospel. I mean, when's the last time you heard these evangelical preachers talk about that you are totally righteous because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ? <laughs> you bring up an excellent point because they're talking about how you strengthen the muscle of faith so that you're approved by God. And how do you do that? By your obedience. Yes, yes. Rick, yeah, yeah, Rick Warren recently... Rick Warren recently did an item where he said that the reason you aren't being blessed is you're not doing sufficient good works. Works, yeah. Yeah, I must go. I must obey God. I must do good. I must live to the gospel and, you know, to become godly. Well, in a, in a video you sent me, he was asked the question, you know, why does God... Where, where is God? And he said, you see all those people helping out during the coronavirus? That's because God is in them. Well, there's a lot of atheists helping out with the virus that's going on right now. And unbelievers, we want to say that God is in them in the same way that he's in Christians. Right. But wouldn't we say that God moves them in a way to, for his purposes? Well, God uses even evil for his purposes. purposes. And the best example is Good Friday. Mm. Where they put Christ to death. That's right. 
And the disciples were asking the same question, where is God? Well, guys, he's hanging on the cross. That's where he's at. He was hanging on the cross, and in the resurrection, we were told, especially there in, in the latter chapters of St. Luke, that he opened their minds with the scriptures that all these things must be done to fulfill uh, the righteousness. That's getting back to your other point you made, is that by hearing the word of God, which is the scriptures, people come to faith. There's no other way to bring them to faith. You can't minimize their unbelief with any kind of evidence or something. Uh, The devil just won't allow that because the Holy Spirit only works through the means of grace, which are word and sacrament. And if you're not using the word, people aren't going to be saved. Saved. Well, that's interesting that you talk about it, because what was the Bible study on Easter was on the road to Emmaus to the two disciples, was it not? Yep. Well, yes, the uh, son, yeah, that was for Easter. It was Thomas, which was the week after. And all Jesus did was went through the Old Testament passages about himself and their hearts leap for joy before they recognize that it was Jesus in front of them. Yeah, so he brings us all back full circle to what we said earlier. Faith comes from hearing and hearing that word of Christ. That's what faith creates faith and strengthens faith. And keeps the faith, you know, through word and sacrament, as we discussed. One of the distinctions I mentioned yesterday, looking at law and gospel that Walther uses, that is just tremendous. If you ever read or hear a sermon that is conditional for your salvation, you're mm-hmm. really reading the law, law, not the gospel. The gospel is totally unconditional if it were not unconditional we would never baptize infants because what Mm. does an infant do to come to faith they don't make any decision uh they're just baptized because god uses the analogy that when you become a member of his family you are adopted you are not an employee receiving your wages that are due you you are adopted, receiving as a member of the family, even though you've done nothing to do that. Mm. Yeah, it kind of reminds you of the thief on the cross, does it not? He, there wasn't anything that he could do to inherit the kingdom, but only believe. And for that, Jesus said he would remember him in his kingdom. In fact, that's a good example because one gospel writer indicates that at the beginning of the crucifixion, both thieves railed against Jesus. But then what happened was that Jesus said some words and the thief heard those words. The Holy Spirit created faith in him and he looked at Jesus and says, remember me when you come in your kingdom even though the only crown Jesus was wearing was a crown of thorns, 
The only red he had on was the blood on his body. The only throne he was affixed to was a tree. And yet that's what faith does. It looks at one's experience and concludes the message of the gospel. Gospel, and I think that's critical to what we're looking at when we're looking at these Internet and TV preachers. Is they, they take faith to look at ourselves versus just what you did, described, that we look to Jesus and what he did on the cross. Well, we're at the end of our time, and we thank you very much, Wes Reimnitz, and coming up with another good suggestion for our listeners to be careful to whom they are listening to, and if at all possible, that they should be listening perhaps to their own congregation that's putting out items. Tomorrow is an open mic Friday. You won't be able to phone in, but I'll respond to some emails. God bless. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.